0: Yo, yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to the Group Sessions podcast. Um, This is going to be part three of Me, Myself, and I. I really, really enjoyed doing this three-part series, and I think I really want to do more um, multiple-part series because it really just it felt right. It felt very natural. It felt very effortless. And I loved being able to break down and dissect different aspects of the things that we talk about in our group sessions. So um, let me know if you enjoyed it, and I, I hope to do some more some more things like this. For those of you who are new here, uh, make sure that you go back and listen to... Uh, I think I'm on episode This will be 20 is it 1718 or is this 19 18 19 20 I don't know listen to the two episodes before this one uh but you don't have to listen to them in order I've been talking about ways that we kind of get in our own way and prevent ourselves from greatness and how you know uh the majority of our downfalls and a majority of our um bad fortune stems from ourselves so the last uh for part two we talked about self-pity and for this final installment of this uh series we're going to talk about self-neglect and i think that's going to be the harder of the three conversations uh but it's it's equally as important So we're going to get into that. But before we jump into that topic, make sure that you like, comment, share, subscribe, turn your notifications on, follow, do whatever you got to do to keep up with the group sessions. I'm trying to increase my numbers before summer. We want to get to a thousand listens. So let's keep pushing. I appreciate everything that you guys are doing for me. For those of you who are consistent with with, um, coming back and listening to my content, thank you for that. For those of you who are new here and you may have supported me in other ways, thank you so much for that as well. I really want to put some time and energy into growing my podcast platform so you can help me do that by supporting it, following it, turn your notifications on, uh, give it a five-star rating. Wherever you're listening to this, there's usually like a little rating system. Um, some people's platforms actually have comment sections and stuff. I know that Spotify offers a comment section where you could answer questions and do Q&As and things like that. So it really depends on when and what platform you're using. But please, please, please share this with somebody that cares and... um uh, yeah, let's jump into today's topic. If you hear some ambient noise in the background, please try to ignore that. <laughs> I usually will turn my, uh, my air condition, well, my central air off when I'm recording to try to reduce that noise. But in Texas, we are having some winter freeze weather and I need the heat to go. So I'm sorry if that is distracting. Oh, and one more thing, make sure that you hit me up on Instagram at Robert St. Michael. That's going to be, you have to spell out the whole thing. So R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-I-N-T-M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And if you're interested in collaborating with me, just hit me up. You can also visit my website, robertsaintmichael.com, where I do a lot of holistic mental health. For those of you who've been following me for a while, you know that I'm a certified mental health coach, trauma-informed and a master NLP practitioner. So um, I offer alternative therapies and alternative um, mental health services to people that are looking for them at a pretty affordable rate as well because having it accessible is a really big part of um, my mission, making these things accessible, making this conversation an a everyday conversation kind of thing instead of gatekeeping the keys to mental health. So... If you're interested, I have, well, I had four slots open. I'm going to be, I have two people. I'm going to be kind of doing a free consultation to see if they're, you know, a good fit. Uh, So by the end of this episode, I might have two or one slots open. I don't take on but so many clients every year or two because I want to make sure that the clients that I work with are getting my full attention. I'm one of those people that... If we're committed in a therapeutic relationship, I want to actually be, be an active part in your care and be available to you even when we're outside of session. And you know, I wanna I wanna really give you that three hundred and sixty wrap around support that is really needed to overcome milestones. And because of that, a lot of my clients are thriving. So um, as clients continue to thrive and grow, you know, they move on or they've achieved their mental health goals and stuff. And so I have more space on my calendar. So let me know if you're interested. All right. So getting into today's topic about self-neglect. The reason why I chose to throw self-neglect in the the mix is be... Hold on a second. Kodak, stop it. That's my dog making the most noise. The reason why I chose to throw uh, self-neglect into the mix is because I feel that that's one of the more obvious ways that we start to train people that it's okay to mistreat us or we teach people how to see us. Um, The thing about self-neglect is that When you are not paying attention to yourself and when you're not paying attention to uh, whether it's upkeeping yourself or maintaining your uh, stature, maintaining your composure, whatever it is, when you're not focused on tailoring and polishing and fine tuning who you are. You leave room for people to reinterpret and reimagine you. And now don't I don't want to leave the notion that you have to be perfect all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you have to be perfect and polished and at your best all the time or you have to put a lot of emphasis in being what you think people want you to be. What I'm saying is that when you're not minding your business, who's minding it? When you're not taking care of yourself, who's taking care of you? When you are not prioritizing you, who's prioritizing you? That's what I mean. I'm not saying that you have to automatically put everything that you do on a scale of how society is going to treat you or how society is going to see you. But I say that you need to be paying attention to yourself. There should not be many times that Nobody is paying attention to you whatsoever because you are a part of the people that are ignoring you. When you have needs pay attention to them. When your body has needs, pay attention to that. When you're being drawn to things, pay attention to that. When certain things are not working for you, pay attention to that. Being present and paying attention to yourself is how we learn our lessons, is how we grow, is how we change, is how we evolve, is how we navigate our way through life, is how we connect with other people. But it's like sometimes we forget to put the work in ourselves and we go out into the world trying to connect like Legos and we're trying to connect with people and connect on this and connect on that. It's really hard for us to do that in a healthy way when we're not in tune with who we are. You don't have a relationship with yourself. How can you have a relationship with someone else? I was just talking to an old, um, an old friend of mine. And we were having a deep discussion about some literature and recommending some books and things like that. But amongst the conversation, we were talking about how normal it is for people to project their insecurities on other people, for them to, for people to kind of, I don't know if use people is the right way, but latch on to certain people for ideas or concepts or for representation, just basically using each other to fill each other's voids and stuff. One of the reasons why. We do this, especially when we're young, is because we don't know who we are. We haven't spent time with ourselves. We have not gotten to know ourselves. We haven't paid attention to ourselves when things are constantly moving at a certain pace and a certain speed, and everything is always busy and everything is always noisy and you're always trying to be this and you wake up and you put on you know outfits and you you're you have to be different things for different people all the time, which is the kind of world that we live in you don't often automatically think to pay attention to you. We can apply this to every aspect of our health. We go to doctors to get checkups to maintain health. We go to, you know, um nutritionists to maintain nutrition. We go to we may go to the gym to maintain physical wellness. We pay attention to the needs of those aspects of our lives. You know what I mean? But when it comes to our mental health, when it comes to our core identity, it comes to repair work, uh, whether it's trauma work, shadow work, whatever it is, healing, um, understanding, reframing, whatever it is, we don't really take the time with ourselves to pay attention to that. I know a handful of people that... When you're in a room with them, they overcompensate by getting louder than everyone else. And they do this without realizing that they're doing that. They feel like they have to be the loudest because they're used to being drowned out, or they have a fear of being drowned out. So they overcompensate. Now, are they doing this intentionally? No. Can it be annoying? Yes. (laughs) Is it healthy? Probably not. Is there an alternative? Yeah. Does that start with them paying attention to themselves so that they don't feel like they have to overcompensate by getting attention from other people in conversations? Absolutely. As people, we have these little mannerisms and these little ways about us that are tells. I don't know if you guys ever heard of like, um, tells, like they say that, uh, if you, are lying you have tells like a tell might be when you are lying you tend to scratch your nose or whatever the case may be you know you have tells so these little things about us that kind of sprinkle its way into our interactions with other people those are typically tells and um any trained therapist or psychologist or Anyone that's trained in diagnostics and uh, repair work of the mind, these are things that they look for. You know, when, when it comes down to it, all of these different tells that are sprinkled within your interaction with other people, um, and it can also be sprinkled in your body language, sprinkled in the way that you speak, all of these little tells come together to paint a story or a pattern and the psychoanalysis part of that is that we look at this pattern and connect it with real concepts in your thinking to to kind of uncover a certain narrative that would naturally lead to these types of behaviors on an unconscious level so i say if someone else Is capable of looking at you, making that assessment, thinking about you in that context in a matter of an hour a week. Imagine if you just sat with yourself and paid attention to your thoughts, paid attention to your behaviors an hour a day, you know? And it, it doesn't even have to be something on schedule that you're scheduling time to pay attention with yourself. Even just throughout the day, think about, hey, why did I why did I raise my voice in that in that conversation? Why do I put my things here when I come in the house instead of elsewhere? Um, what are the things that make me feel good? Why is it that I like to drink tea before the end of the day? and this may seem super silly to so many people but if you've ever heard of mindfulness that that's essentially what you're doing you're paying attention to yourself you're paying attention to your body you're paying attention to your actions and it's a really good way to kind of sync up with your your uh your nervous system sync up with your heart rate so mindfulness can, can save a lot of, of problems when it comes to cardiovascular issues, when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to general stress level, just simple mindfulness strategies throughout the day could bring you closer to health. So imagine what it would be like if you incorporated being mindful of yourself and who you are on a regular to the point where you don't need mindfulness breaks because you're a mindful person. I will say too that the ways that we neglect ourselves aren't necessarily just not being in tune with who we are and what we're doing and how we're doing it. There are some more concrete and clear ways that people are neglectful of themselves. A prime example of that is hygiene. Simple things like cleaning up behind yourself, cleaning your bathroom, Holding your clothes, putting your clothes away, making sure that you brush your teeth on schedule, taking care of your grooming, showering regularly. These are things that people don't talk about, but they tend to slip for a lot of people. These things tend to slip when you are overwhelmed. These things tend to slip when you are um, very anxious, when you are very emotional. They can even slip when you're really excited. As your emotion as as your rates, <laughs> as your emotions fluctuate, it's natural for you to respond differently to the routines, but that's also where discipline comes in, right? Discipline is pushing through those ebbs and flows of not feeling like doing something or not thinking about doing something at the moment. Discipline is scheduling it and following through with it, regardless of what's going on regardless of what you feel and so and so there are so many ways that we tend to be neglectful of ourselves and it it we create a comfortable space of like tumultuous everything I remember like right around the time the pandemic had started my sister had said something to me she said that um somebody sometimes people. Decorate the holes that they're in to make it seem pretty and not as bad. But at the end of the day, you're still in the hole and there's better out there. And so I, I look at those times where we tend to slip in our self-care and self-maintenance as kind of like falling into that hole. And our comfort with it is like decorating that space we know that we shouldn't be comfortable with it but we we become comfortable with it we get lazy we get complacent and that to me is the first stages of like self destruction almost because when you start loathing in that when you start loathing in that and you start making that your everyday routine before you know it you're now overwhelmed with disorganization and you're overwhelmed with chaos and To get back on track seems like a big mountain that you have to climb. And let me be the first to tell you, if you haven't heard this, people notice when you are not and I'm not even saying like if you I hope that y'all are all out there bathing, because if you don't breathe, you smell. But taking that as a metaphor. When you're not taking care of yourself and you're not upkeeping yourself to the standard that you normally do, something about you is off. And people will notice that because let's face it, when we are we're feeling our best, when we've put our best into ourselves, we feel good when we take care of ourselves. We feel good when we groom, when we're well groomed, when we're clean, when we when we we feel good, when we're taking care of ourselves, our bodies and our minds. It's a good feeling. We get that extra pep in their step, our step. And when you don't have that extra pep, people notice. People notice something is off. Something is not the same. Something's wrong. Now, if they're your friends, they should be asking you, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? But sometimes people are in their own holes. Sometimes people are on their own downward slope and spiral. So it's hard to... See someone else is falling when you're falling yourself. Everybody has things going on, you know? But people will notice. And I'm not telling you that to make you feel like you have to be so self-conscious about yourself in spaces with other people. I'm saying that because if people notice that you are treating yourself differently, they begin to treat you differently as well. That's the point that I'm making in terms of not taking care of yourself. That's the whole point of this particular episode about neglect. When people notice that you're neglecting yourself, even though they may not mean to, they also kind of follow suit. So when you lower the bar of how you should be treated, how you treat yourself, you lower the bar for other people in terms of how they should treat you as well. And they adapt to it. More times than not, If you notice that people have suddenly started treating you differently, if they're giving you different type of energy, more than likely, it's an energy that you're now giving to yourself. That's what you're emitting. So that's what you're bringing out of people. Remember when people used to be like the life of the party? When we was younger, we would go out. I was that person. I was the life of the party. I was. And we would go out and... Everybody knew that when I came around, it was gonna be everything gets turned up, turn the volume up. I'm first on the dance floor. One thing that I that used to always happen to me when I used to party, because I used to party, let me tell you about it. I was partying, okay, putting the par next to the T. But one thing that I always noticed, and any of my friends can, te- can testify to this. We'll go out to a club, right? And typically, all the guys are just standing around. Nobody's really on the dance floor, just standing around, blah, 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 right? It's always me, the first one to start dancing on the dance floor. I get my drink and my two-step. I'm out there, ah, 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 ah. Then, two songs later, other people start coming out there. Usually other guys, too. Like, other guys start coming, coming, coming out there. And the thing about, at the time, I don't know how things are now, but with me being, if I'm the first guy on a dance floor, the girls are going to gravitate towards me. Because the girls are already out there, you know? So, I was cool with being the only one on the dance floor, but it kind of gave other people the license to kind of open up and, you know, let let their theoretical hair down. Let your fade down. I I don't know. But whatever your let your hair down equivalent is for guys, then that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And so even with my friends, they knew that I was going to bring that energy by bringing it out of them. If that's the energy I'm coming into the space with, that's the energy I'm going to bring out of other people. But then you also hear what they say about misery. Misery loves company. So if you come and you're like a Debbie Downer and you're just bringing sad, pitiful energy, you're going to put people in a pitiful mood because that's what you're going to bring out of people. So you have to understand that how you treat yourself and that's going to be the energy, that you, the relationship that you have with you, you're going to bring that out of other people. As well. They're going, you're going to bring that energy towards you from them. And don't think that I'm just saying that there's no responsibility on how people treat others. At the end of the day, we should be treating people mindfully how we want to be treated. We should be treating people how they need to be treated. But the reality is that we live in a world where everybody is in different spaces mentally. And so we should be mindful of how people dynamics work. We should be mindful of how our influence over ourselves dictates how other people have license to put influence over us as well. So whether that is neglecting your daily needs, whether that is letting go of yourself, whether that is Just when you think of yourself last, when you naturally put yourself last, your natural conversation with other people is going to be arranged in a way that tells them you put yourself last. You get what I'm saying? Like either you get me or you don't. But the consideration that you have for yourself is not just one minuscule action. It's a ripple in the water of who you are. And you set the tide based on that ripple. So I'm going to leave y'all with that. I hope that this made sense to you. And I hope that somebody took something from this. Uh, thank Thank you so much for rocking with me and for holding space with me as always. I'm sending love and good vibes everybody's way. Anybody that's listening to this, I'm sending you love. I don't even care if I don't know you. I'm still sending you love sending MAGA energy everywhere um, to everybody that's listening. So thank y'all for being here with me uh, and let me know what else you want to talk about. I am going to be bringing back some guests. Uh, I know that for this year so far, it's really kind of just been solo dolo, but I've been really, really busy and just been kind of using this space as like my reset space, almost. I remember I told you guys that I used to, well, I'm a big person. I was big on journaling. And I was paying for this app called Stoic, which I'm not promoting the app. (laughs) They're not paying me to promote the app. But I will say it was a pretty cool app for what I needed in my life at that time. And um, I've used a lot of journaling apps, a lot. And I've been journaling consistently since... (sighs) Like 2011, 2012, I've been consistently journaling. So, and I actually started journaling at the same time I started making YouTube videos, which we're not going to bring that up because that's a different time in my life. (laughs) And it's a little cringe. Unfortunately, I took those videos down. So yeah, I'm not going to see them. But yeah, I'm basically consistently journaling. But I'm starting to... I did... Years and years and years of therapy, even before I started practicing myself, I did years and years of therapy and I came to a space where I wanted to, I had came to my peak in therapy and I wanted to start transitioning from like isolated therapy or isolated therapeutic activities to daily therapeutic relationships. And um, this has been a part of that. This podcast has been a part of that. It's brought me closer to a lot of people in very kind and authentic ways. It's given me fresh perspective on my own thoughts. And it's helping me give fresh perspective on other people's thoughts as well. So that's lately, I would say this year, my entries solo have kind of substituted for my journal entries. So you guys are really getting an up close and personal vibe of me, you know, that that y'all are really getting the inside scoop. But anyways, let me stop rambling. Again, thank you so much for holding space holding space with me, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.